Welcome to the Doe Valley Ministry Podcast, where you can find faithful teaching and preaching of the Word of God. Our scripture reading this morning is 1 Peter chapter 3, verses 8 to 17. Finally, all of you be of one mind, having compassion for one another. Love as brothers, be tender-hearted, be courteous, not returning evil for evil or reviling for reviling, but on the contrary, blessing, knowing that you were called to this, that you may inherit a blessing. For he who would love life and see good days, let him refrain from refrain his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Let him turn away from evil and do good. Let him seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. And who is he who will harm you if you become followers of what is good? But even if you should suffer for righteousness' sake, you are blessed. And do not be afraid of their threats, nor be troubled. But sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and always be ready to give a defense to anyone and everyone who asks you a reason for the hope that is in you, with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience that when they defame you as evildoers, those who revile your good conduct in Christ may be ashamed. For it is better, if it is the will of God, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Our message today is loving people. Loving people. And we've seen in this letter of Peter so far that Peter has wrote, about how Christians should act to the government, act to their bosses, act to other people in charge, the authorities. And we've seen people write, uh, Peter write about how Christians should act with their spouses. And in all those cases, we are to submit to those people that are in charge over us. Now this morning, Peter talks and writes about our conduct with other believers. He says we're to be like-minded. We're to be sympathetic towards each other. We're to be tender-hearted. We're to be courteous with each other. And we are to be united with each other through Christ. This should be our attitude and this should be reflected in our actions as well. And no doubt this is difficult to do at times. Believers, Christians, are still human. And at times we fall prey to the ways of the world. But Christ wants us to turn the other cheek. When someone is saying something bad about you or to you, or doing something evil to you, we should return good for their evilness. And try to find ways to serve that person, to help them. We can pray for them. Maybe we pray for their salvation if they're not a Christian. Or maybe we pray for their spiritual growth if they are. And we can express our thankfulness to those people for whatever it is they do. We can speak well of them and honestly desire their well-being. That is how we're to live. This is what Peter says. This is what Christ did. 
Now, it doesn't mean we're not supposed to enjoy our lives, because we are. God has put us here for a reason, and he's given us things to enjoy in this world. And we should live our lives to their fullest. But we can only do that when we're living the life that God wants us to live. And Peter, in his practical letter here, his practical living letter, Peter tells us how to enjoy life, even while we're living around evil people in this dark world. As we've seen at the beginning there in verses 8 and 9, he says to have a humble, loving attitude toward everyone. Getting angry is no fun. It ruins your day, it ruins your evening. So just have a loving attitude towards the people around you that are having difficulties. Do not seek revenge against those who hurt you. Some people are going to hurt you. Might be physical, might be mental or emotional. But don't seek revenge. In verse 10 he continues and, and he quotes from Psalm 34. It says, refrain from speaking evil, but use pure and honest speech only. We're to hate sin. We're to pursue peace as much as possible. And we're to have a right motive to seek righteousness and please God with our lives. That is the type of life that God wants us to have. And when we do that, we will be able to enjoy our life even when the situation looks bad from a worldly perspective, when it looks like the world is against you, the world is out to get you, nothing goes right. God is still there in control. And that's kind of what Peter delves into next. He says, when people do good, the world is slow to attack those people. And we can see that if we just look at politicians, for example. If politicians are doing something good, if they're bringing money into their area, the people are happy, for the most part. And if that politician then happens to do something that might be a little bit bad, maybe a little bit unethical, a little bit immoral, eh, the people kind of look the other way because, ah, oh, He's a pretty good guy, yeah, he screwed up here, but overall he's a good guy, so uh, okay, we'll let it slide. People are willing to overlook that because of the good that that politician does. But it can't happen that people will turn on you, and, and Christians should expect that. Christians should be focused on doing good and being good, following and obeying God's word. And we should speak out against sin when we see it in this world. We should speak out against the unrighteousness that occurs. And usually the world shouldn't attack us immediately, but we should expect it at times. But it will happen. And he uses the example of Christ to show suffering. Suffering for, for doing good should bring us joy. When you suffer because you did wrong, well, that's your own fault. 
you should be punished and you should suffer for your wrongdoing. But when you suffer for doing good, you should consider it joy. Because God knows what your heart is. He knows what you're doing. He knows what your motive and attitude is. And when the world does attack us, we should be ready to give a defense of our actions. That means we should know the Word of God. We should live by the Word of God. We should have it locked into our hearts. And as we've said before, we live in submission to God, loving others and obeying Him. And when we do that, we'll have no fear of what happens because we know that God is in control. And we need to understand what we believe. Yes, there are many things in Scripture that we do not understand. It has not been revealed to us what it means. But the heart of the Gospel, the good news that Christ came and made a sacrifice of His life for our sins, that is the heart of the Gospel. We need to not only believe that, but understand that and proclaim that and live that. And we also need to have a clear conscience. If someone is speaking evil of you, if someone's saying something bad about you, rather than get mad and get angry, we first need to look at is what they are saying true. And if it's true, then we need to clean up our act. We need to stop doing whatever it is we're doing that that person is, is accusing us of. We need to eliminate any of that ongoing sin in our life. Confess it to God or to others. And ask God for the strength to remove it from our life. From our thoughts. From our actions. And throughout our lives we must always remember who we are. That we belong to Christ. And that we represent Christ in this world. And we need to remember the life of Christ and mimic His actions. See, Jesus was always there for others. Even when He wanted to be alone, He was there for them. Oftentimes, He was tired. He was wore out. But when they came to Him and someone was in need, He was there for them. Why? Because He loved them. He ministered to them. He was compassionate toward them. So the next time that you're feeling overwhelmed, the next time you're feeling as though you just can't go on, the next time that you're feeling as though everyone is against you, everybody wants a piece of your time, they want your attention, and you've got a million other things to do, and your heart starts to race and pound, saying, how in the world am I going to do this? Think about the life of Christ. He gave himself to others because he loved them. And we should do the same as well. Whether we're giving our life to our family members, to our friends, to our neighbors, or even to complete strangers, it doesn't matter. We are to love them and to minister to their needs however we can. 
Christ gave himself to this world. He died for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God, having been put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. That is the heart of the gospel. That's what we need to remember. That Christ gave himself for others and for us. And we need to do the same each and every day of our life as well. Let us close with a prayer this morning. Lord, help us to love others as you have loved us. Even when we are exhausted and feel as though that we have nothing left to give. Strengthen us and fill us with your grace and with your mercy. Help us to demonstrate that love of yours in this world. Enable us and strengthen us to be like Christ, who is compassionate, caring, and merciful. And use us to be an example to the people of this world and help us to bring sinners to you in repentance. And when we fall and give in to our temptations and sin, we ask that you would turn us around and bring us back to you to be your humble and faithful servants. This we ask in Jesus' precious name. Amen.